As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Mo Dakil. We got Jay King. And we got a hell of a show for you on this fine Monday. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Steph Curry eventually becoming the all-time leader in three-pointers made. Uh, just a cool 500-plus games quicker than what Rayon was able to do. We're going to talk about just this horrible, horrible run of health and safety protocols in the NBA right now. Mostly, I think half of them are the Bulls, but for the most part, we're we're seeing a spread of this stuff, or at least some scares of this stuff. And then, uh, of course, Miles Turner wants out, and he wants, he wants out, and he wants more shots. But before we get to that, gentlemen, Zion Williamson. Uh, there's been a lot made about his weight, and a lot of confusing things about his weight as Tim McMahon on uh, the Low Post podcast said that, you know, he might be 330 pounds, or at least he was maybe when he went into camp. We've seen pictures of him on the sidelines in hoodies, and he looks just gigantic. And then we see fan pictures with him that I don't know if they're current or not, but then he looks like not gigantic, and it's just all over the place. But the one place we know uh, we won't see him is on the court anytime soon because he had a setback with his foot. They did some... uh, some tests he was feeling uh, some soreness and uh and it looks like that ho- that that foot is not healing properly and so he's not going to be back i don't think anytime soon and so even let's see let's say he's not out of shape right um uh let, just why are we saying that <laughs> just for argument's sake jay all right let's say okay. he's not out of shape he or he's in like good enough shape to to be out there um, but the foot isn't healing. I'm starting to feel some very similar Joel Embiid vibes from the first couple of years of his career, right? Where he, I mean, he had a lot, right? He had the knee, he had the foot, he had a lower back thing. Like he, his, his injuries were all over the place. And I guess science have been a little bit too, but the foot thing is, is scary to me. Um, when it's a guy who plays that way with that kind of force with, um, and then with that kind of weight, whether he, even if he's in shape, he's like 280. Right. Like he's an in shape 280. He's an out of shape, maybe 330 or somewhere in between that. And so, Jay, like even if it wasn't a weight concern for him right now, um, I do think like I'm starting to wonder if it makes sense for him, for the for the Pelicans to even entertain the idea of him playing this season. Yeah, he's had injuries dating back to high school, Um, obviously, with the amount of torque he puts in his body, like that's the most powerful, explosive dude maybe in the entire world. So every time he loads up, there's just so much pressure on his joints. And if he's overweight, that's even more pressure on the joints. What's too bad about this is he's already shown, even at the NBA level, like he's a unique, rare talent. He's one of the best paint scorers 
of a generation. Like he, he walked into the NBA and was immediately one of the best paint scorers. I mean, he, in- maybe ever, right? Like he doesn't have the resume yet, but like you can see, like if he played ten years, he'd be one of the best paint scorers we've ever seen. Yeah, and but at the same time, like not only is this keeping him off the floor, not only is this kind of cl- putting a cloud over his future because obviously now there's a lot of injuries and weight problems that that have kind of added up, but it's also ruining what's you know his developmental stage that dude has a lot to improve on like defensively he's still nowhere near where he needs to be to be at a championship level player um he still has a lot to figure out and like at this stage this is year three for him he's only played however many games he's missed a ton of action things i think, I think he's injuries played 85, piled up 85 games and it's like it's yeah i know it's he's gotten to the point where, where you're wondering like yeah. is this gonna be one of those what ifs you know like is this going to be like a Grant Hill type situation where the foot problem started up and then Grant Hill, like he granted, he, he had a long career, but he was never nearly the same as he was early in his career. So that's where Zion is right now. And it's it's too bad because he's such a unique and gifted talent. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks because this is a guy we we want to see in the NBA, right? Like just in terms of another young star player coming up on the rise and everything like that. It was exciting last season watching him kind of just get downhill and everything like that. It, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than just like it for the Pelicans too. like as a team, what do you do? You know, like how do you, how do you kind of handle all of this? You've built this team that's supposed to be a built for Zion and he's not on the court. And now you're just in a whole different tailspin and you never know if he's going to be healthy. It's almost, you know, you were saying Grant Hill, uh, Jay. I feel like it's almost like uh, Greg Oden, you know. Man. And I feel like we're we're just having those types of issues with that. Listen, Mo. You said, "What are the Pels going to do?" The Pels can't do anything. <laughs> they're going to offer. Yeah. The, they're going to offer this five year max, and they're going to have to just eat it. It is what it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's unfortunate that you know he has a. You know, phrasing, recurring. phrasing though, considering we're talking about Zion, you know, we gotta... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he, he has sick. a you know his 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 foot injury didn't heal properly, and you know they have to make the best decision for the franchise and their future investment to more so allow him to get better. Which this seems like it's going to be a year and a half project, um, especially when it comes down to your foot, and you know. Yeah. I mean, his size is always kind of thrown around. I mean, he's always been a big kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this is something new. It's not like all of a sudden he just showed up 260 to camp. No, he's like naturally 280. You know what I mean? And I think that with the fact that it's his foot, he's not able to shred. You know what I mean? Like, he's not able to do the things that's going to allow him to cut down major weight. Well, so I don't know if that's true, though. Right, like, can't you do like pool work? Don't they have those anti gravity machines? Like, yeah, but that stuff you can do. But that ain't that ain't shaving down fifty pounds, Zach. I mean, no, no, we, but, no, it's also, but, it, like, but it's diet though. But diet's also going to take a yeah, part in this. Absolutely, but, but ten of those I mean, pounds might be crumbs. And, <laughs> and, and here's the thing: I, I know a lot of times injuries aren't up to a player. Obviously, a lot a lot of luck is involved. But I think Zion needs to to look at himself and realize like this. This could be a pivot for me from either I'm going to stay injured, I'm going to stay injury prone, or I'm going to work at all this stuff. I'm going to shed the weight. I'm going to work at whatever he needs to do to like change his gait or change his habits, strengthen up certain areas of, of his body that need it. Like He needs to really commit to it right now because obviously he is prone to injuries. Yeah. Um, well, I, well, I don't well, think Jay, he's going to be able to commit right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be tough. You know, eventually they're going to have him, they're going to have to draw up some type of, you know, program and nutrition and things of that nature. And but he also, like, he's got to embrace it, right? Like, he's got to be yeah. proactive about it. I mean, I think yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he makes was, or breaks his career right this moment. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it might it might be coming to that. Like, I, I Because it's going like, to sign that contract. He's going to sign that contract, and that's on him to be like, you know what? I made my little money. Yeah. Great. Or, you know what, this is not the end. And I'm not saying that it'd ever be the end because he's just so very young. But 
the size and, so good, and like the style so that he's trying to play. Like we were yeah. even doing hypotheticals of like, hey, what if he doesn't take the five year hundred mil and he <laughs> goes to sign to a, a Knicks, right? The Knicks fans are going to kill him. They're going to love him to the point where he he scores 20 and 10. But those those missed games, oh my goodness, they couldn't handle it. That's why it's so funny for them to be screaming about like that's the type of player that they would want. But, but, but also though, like, if the Pelicans haven't already tried to put him on a plan, I don't know what the organization's doing. Well, they, like, they that, definitely have. They had to. I, I mean, they have to, but, right? But like that, that's, that's why I drew the, the Joel Embiid comparison. One, I wonder if they would structure that contract, that next max right. deal, like in the same way that the Sixers and, the, and Embiid had that deal. Or maybe if you're Zion, you don't need to, you can just pressure them like, yo, you know, five years max, give it to me, right? <laughs> um, you've seen the production when I do play. Um, but I do, like, that's why... Like, remember with the Embiid stuff? Remember we're going through, like, Shirley Temples and all that stuff, right? right. There's all kinds of stuff with with that, Mo. And, like... Eating burgers before games yeah. and stuff. Like, there was definitely a... No, no, there's... there's you said something earlier, Zach, where it's like, yo, he's got to commit to it. That's the big part, right? Like, and... and, and but if the organization... Because, like, we got to be honest here about the organization, too. They've handled this wrong from day one. We come into media day training camp. Hey, Zion's not ready. He'll be ready... You know, the start of the regular season. Start of the regular season. Well, nothing. we never said that. We, we you know, right, 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 at right. some point this season. It's like they thought we didn't record. Like the cameras there, they just thought like they didn't record. Like you know, Jay probably does on a few podcasts. Hits to hit the record <laughs> button, <laughs> and they just thought the tape was lost. Yep. But like you know, th- they've handled this every which way the wrong way every time they've tried to do it. So it's like part of me is like. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if they didn't put him on a plan. And they're like, hey, that's on you. You know, uh, Julius Randle said it. The first, He knew the moment he signed in New Orleans, he's like, yo, I got to get a personal chef because I would just gain weight even on the road trips. You know, and, and, and the food options there in New Orleans are outstanding. Some of the best food in the world's being made there. So, like, it's, it's tough for a 20-year-old kid to not go ahead and, and, and yeah. partake in it from time to time. To be fair with the Julius Randle thing, though, like, hadn't he been in the league like five years? You know, yeah, like he was old. like, I do think there is some maturation pro, you know, process with all this. And, and Jay, like you mentioned this earlier about him needing to work on his stuff and like, not, you know, if he wants to be a championship level and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, like, but that feels very, like, do we talk about this stuff with a third year player? Even if he was healthy, right? Do we talk about like sometimes? That's but, the that's the pedestal he's on though, right? Like, right. But even he, if he's he came not, in as a once in a generation talent. And so now it's like. Like he does have that type of gift where we, sure. we should be talking about whether he's. But we should talk about like with championship like, habits. Not he now. should be like in the Luca category, but he's not even close. Luca doesn't he can't play championship habits. Luca plays like an asshole sometimes. Well, yeah, we, like, but we, but we at least hold him to that. that Luca's fat too. Yeah, Luca <laughs> needs a diet too. Like that's the other thing. <laughs> that's all fair. This is racism, Jane. You're a part of it. No. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm, running, I'm running hot here. That's too much. Um, no, can but I like, get out of the pod? Is it too late? But or? Also, <laughs> no, but the thing with that though is like, it feels like we're jumping some levels with him, right? Like even if we he just never, get him on the court. If he, yeah, right. Like get him on. The, like even if he was never better than what he was last season, dude, that's fucking good. Like, yeah, I mean, even if even if he's a fifteen, even if he's a fifteen eight guy, still better than most guys, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll take it. I mean, like you said, the main mission is to get him back on the floor and kind of work his way into shape. You know, what I mean, or or work his way even to be playable. Yeah, because you know it's it's been some time, and you know, obviously everyone overreacts because you know you got this whole comparison of between him and John Morant and both kind of have been missing games due to injuries and things of that nature. But Zion's is a little bit more important because it's weight's a factor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and why we're so interested in this is because he is that good. And because he could be an all-time player. Like, For sure. This is, yeah. he, it's I mean, clear he's, he, he is he that just, good. Yeah. He just has physical attributes that nobody ever on this planet has. <laughs> right. And so... So it does seem a lot like the Joel Embiid situation. And I thought the 76ers handled that really well. They just told him basically like, take all the time you need. We are going to give you all the tools to get in shape, to get your body right. Where They didn't have him play back-to-backs for however long. Like they, they treated him with kid gloves, and that's what you have to do. It, it seems like the Pelicans, for whatever reason – they told people, you know, he's going to be back by the regular season. Like, wh- why even give that t- timeline? Right. 
just just let him operate, let him get his body right. That needs to be the priority. Like not getting mm-hmm. him back on the court because this season doesn't matter for them. It really doesn't. They are bad. Even if he's on the court, yeah. they're gonna be bad. Just well, get him right. Do whatever it takes to get him right. That's got to be well, the, Jay, the organizational priority. Never mind like just his individual priority. Well, Jay, I don't think it was rushed ex- expectations. It's just how his body just responded to this procedure. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, because he was on pace to do everything that he was supposed to be. But then when you have those minor setbacks, using a personal experience, especially me breaking my kneecap last year, it was a very high percentage that they would have to re-break my leg just be- if it didn't grow right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So sometimes your body just doesn't respond. And I don't think it was on the pails. It was more so hope because of how they're following his body and his body just kind of, and you remember we, when he first started, they brought somebody in to help him run the right way to help him walk a certain yeah. way. These things factor in. And if he's not, if he's like slowly not tweaking those things, that's how the development of his bones and how he heals really matters. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably, you know, there's, there's type of times where, you know, say if Zach was seeing a chiropractor and he's not, like fixing his posture, it's never going to be fixed if you just right. not disciplined towards it. And with his foot, I'm sure he he has a lot of weight on him and his knees are probably going inward versus straight up. And that's adding more pressure, which kind of probably is making that bone not heal the proper did, way. Did I tell you guys about the chiropractor I went to here in LA that was like, I think, stalking Adam Sandler? What? <laughs> <laughs> we did we did not know that Wait, we did not know that i think it's safe for the pot or whatever i'm not gonna say his name, were they but, were um, they were they were they uh stealing his his oversized polos well, <laughs> i think that was the next step but he told me two different stories two different stories about times he almost played basketball with adam sandler not did play basketball almost did two separate stories the first time he like ran into he was like this chiropractor was like with I don't know if he has a girlfriend or something, but like with a girl he was at least dating at the time. Maybe they're still together. And and it was in Malibu and Adam Sandler was like, was shooting hoops or something. And and he happened upon him and allegedly Adam Sandler invited him to come shoot hoops. And he was like, oh, I can't. I've got, you know, my girl here. But yeah, well, maybe another time. And then the second story was basically him telling a story about being near Adam Sandler's home in Malibu. And, and when he saw him like get something from his car at home, he had asked him if he wanted to shoot hoops. And he was like, no, I got my kids or something. I'm, you know, I'm, a parent, I'm parenting today or something like that. And then, and you like, bring yeah, your kids over to Adam Sandler's. No, no, no. Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler had his kids. Adam Sandler had his kids. Like Adam Sandler got out of it by saying, no, I like, I'm, I've got my kids like I'm parenting or whatever. But it sounded like the second one, like he was just stalking Adam Sandler's home, trying to play basketball with him. He's like, Craig, he's Jay, got, do you guys, hold, do you guys think the chiropractor's name like, was Zach Harper? Play hoops? <laughs> Are we sure this wasn't Zach? You think I am dying to play basketball with Adam Sandler? I, am. I don't know, dude. You, I am you, definitely you, dying <laughs> to play basketball with Adam Sandler. All right, so maybe it was Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea, but like, I could give a fuck if I like. like I'd rather talk to him about his movies. Not I would basketball. absolutely stalk Adam Sandler. Is it you get, get get him on your uh, your uh, podcast? Oh, you mean Cinephobe? That podcast? Yep. Yeah. The one where you can find wherever you wherever you get podcasts? Cinephobe? That one? <laughs> Cinephobe? That podcast? Man. Man. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. We've gone off you the and rails. Cinephobe. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
Oh, sorry, sorry for having a highly successful podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. Just outside of this one as well, you know. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> anything is potable is highly successful as well. It's a great, great Celtics what's that? podcast. Wait, wait, that you what's, should uh, all tune what's, into. A, what's anything is potable? A highly successful podcast about the Boston Celtics. Okay, there you go. With um, me and more successful than the Celtics. Jan Packard. So just really great, great talk. This is a horror. You're just you're really bad at this promo, so I'm gonna cut you off and go back to the conversation. But it's a fantastic but, uh, show. It is. Wow. Yeah, great pod. Um, is uh, is there something with this uh, with Zion this season? Like, do do any of you think that we're gonna see him at any point this season on the court? We shouldn't. I, I don't expect, I mean, originally I didn't expect to see him until 2022, but now at this point, I won't be surprised if we don't see him at all. We got a better we, chance seeing Kyrie before we see Zion. Oh. We, we shouldn't see Zion. He should take, I, this, I, I think take it's, this time. I, yeah, I think it is negligible if we see him on the court this year, based on what we've seen weight-wise and the fact that this foot injury, like you have got to let the, the foot heal completely. Yeah. Just can't play with it. Just can't play with it. Get him on the right track. Get him on a, a diet plan and everything. Get him on the, the point where he gets comfortable Go with get this you a number one pick. lifestyle. Get you yeah. a, a Paolo Bonchero and like just fucking, you know, throw the three of them out there hopefully next season and see what you got. I would Maybe you have that. to get Chet Holmgren and then so, Chet so and Zion kind of would like, be fun. Just sort of just sort of the, the weight will equalize. Yeah, Zion should give like weight. 50 pounds to Chet. <laughs> right. If that procedure's there, I'll give twenty. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie though. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for that pairing, the Chet oh, Ch- Zion pairing. Chet and Zion, yeah, I'm, that would be actually I'm so on, much I'm fun. On, I'm on Team Banchero here. That's my guy. You can have, you can have Chet. I don't want him. You don't want Chet, or no. you just don't all want him over all Banchero Paolo all the time. That's a real yeah. player. That's a real prospect, Jay. <laughs> Chet, Chet's a pretty real prospect too. They gotta figure out over at Gonzaga what they're doing. They they bench chat at the end of that that loss they had. It's weird. They never underachieve. Um, all right, let's go to the <laughs> next uh the next one. I wanna talk about uh we'll do one more thing of sad news and then something uplifting. But uh the sad news is that this, this they have variant COVID and health and safety protocols, like it's everywhere right now. What is it's nine players on the Bulls, I think. Nine players right now in health and safety protocol. Um, Zach, I think the yeah. the replacement had to be replaced. That's where right. we're at. Right, Stanley they're, Johnson they're was called Keanu. up. A hardship Listen. exemption had to be hardship exempted. Like that's they where called we are. up. States, they called up Stanley Johnson from the G League. Said, "Hey, we're short. Come join us." He wasn't there a day, and got sent off. That's wild. That's they're nuts. they're ready to call Keanu, man. Put the ball in Keanu's hands. <laughs> For those that that don't get this uh, reference, it's the replacements. <laughs> yeah, file. Yeah. Pain um, heels. <laughs> chicks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. By the way, Gene Hackman in that movie is a horrible coach. Horrible. Horrible. Coach. Coach. Horrible. I mean, he he gets the guys believing. He's also a bad coach in Hoosiers. If we're being honest. I mean, how? He's a bad he get- coach. I need you he guys passing there five times. Guys. This is by, yeah, exactly. He would rather he br- play with he brought four a bum players. Ass, he brought a bum ass roster to the state championship. No, Jimmy Chitwood brought that roster. That team was garbage until Jimmy Chitwood. So they were garbage playing. with Jimmy Chitwood Again, until no. Players are the real talent here. Okay, not Gene Hackman smacking a program on his hand. Get out of here. Shoot, shoot, shooter was at the real X's and O's guy though. Exactly. The drunk was the one <laughs> figuring all this stuff out. Bad movie, by the way. <laughs> um this uh, <laughs> this uh this COVID situation with the NBA, this is where I I wonder <laughs> if the NBA has painted themselves into a corner because last year, obviously, we were at a point where they were building in this cushion, right? To absorb right. stuff and make up game. That doesn't really exist anymore. I think if you're if this keeps going the way it's going, or even just stays the way it's the way it is right now, and you're having all these players in health and safety protocol and trying to come back and bringing up all these G Leaguers and signing guys off the streets to play and everything. I really think like the NBA cannot afford to miss games here. They can't afford to postpone games. Like the, the schedule just doesn't allow it. And so yeah, the, I, I like Mo, I don't I don't know what the NBA can do here other than just trudge along. Yeah, there's there's no space 
for any of that stuff. The smart moves they made last year, they didn't this year. I think the, the they're just going to have to fight through it, and teams are just going to continue to have to go through it. You know, we saw the Hornets also have a bunch of guys, right? Like Rozier and Lamelo are out with uh, with COVID. I don't know if they're back yet. Yeah, I, I think mean, the, I think Smith. they either had five guys go to the the list, or they just got five guys back. But it was it was something along those lines. Yeah, they yeah, like but they've they've had a bunch of guys. I really I'm. I think the NBA screwed up in the fact of they cut down on testing so much more. And part of it was, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to get tested. Well, one thing we know about the vaccination is it's not a cure. You can still get it. And I think that's the important thing there was they cut down on the testing. So now you're running into these issues and you're catching them a little bit later than you would before. And I think that's one of the bigger issues with the lake, with not the lakes, excuse me, the NBA and and. COVID, they're not able to catch these guys quicker, so they're not able to isolate them, and now it spreads through an entire team, and you know now we have the Chicago Bulls. Do we think that this is just a holiday thing, and maybe by the you know by the turn of like mid to late January, it'll kind of subside and we'll and we'll be back to relative normalcy, or is this the do you just think like this is just what it's going to be? Nah, absolutely not. We got the Marion out here, <laughs> you know, the Omicron, you know, um, but no, seriously, like, I mean, more teams are going to be affected by this. So, you know, um, I, I don't see this going away, Zach. I mean, not to be, you know, the black cloud. I feel like we've been talking about this for almost two years now, two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would not like the podcast about it, but it's the harsh reality. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, that's the, what bull, it the bulls are going to drop so many games. They were looking, you know, obviously the second best team in the East. And then now they're about to drop off of, you know, so many games. Yeah, Cause, cause know, they don't because, have anybody. It's just because they don't have anybody dudes, to play. Like. <laughs> I mean, so, watch what happened. It happened to the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The season eight and two, and then they just plummeted. Yeah. yeah. Because of it. So no, I can this, see it. Like, this, I can see it circling around because the Knicks, RJ Barrett can't stay in the lineup. You know, like yeah. You, I mean, you can go down the line and see certain guys trickle down. Maybe one guy, one you know, here. But I've yet to see a franchise be hit as hard as the Chicago Bulls. So, um, outside of the Philadelphia 76ers, and I could see that trickling throughout the league throughout this season. Yeah. No. You. You. You know. You mentioned the Omicron slash Omarian variant it's just like it's at it, like it's just knocking at the door just going bump 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 you know oh, oh wow God. wow no 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 that's not that good a, that was a, you know what that was actually good i can't i can't hate man big pun does it again on another sunday <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say um but what i will say also to hammer on it is that um it's gonna be interesting to see certain guys shuffle jerseys the replacement guys mm-hmm. they're gonna be playing for so many rosters just like yeah. you may say you know, like, like i don't know what the record is but someone's gonna set it yeah for someone's sure. gonna be out there yeah Andre Ingram season or whatever, you know, I don't know who's going to be here, but someone, someone's going to come through and just play for like eight teams this year. All Shane on Falco. Like, <laughs> Shane Falco, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to something more positive. Um, let's get to the Steph Curry watch. That's right. He is knocking on the door of taking over Ray Allen's all-time three-pointers made record. Um, what is, is he now like eight away? What is he at this point as we go into this? He's eight. Uh, he's eight he, away. Eight away. Uh, and it sounds like he's going to play at Indiana. Um, I guess we'll see as it, as we get up to that game. But um, I know everyone was kind of hoping like, oh, he'll break it at uh, at Madison Square Madison Garden. But Square also Garden. like Trey, he's in a little bit of a slump right now. He could play in Indiana and still not, not break it and have a better chance at doing it at MSG. I mean, I want everybody to apologize to me. First of all, because to you? when I told everybody that he wasn't going to make 16 threes the other night, that, I had yo, people like, Trey, that was why. Trey, thank you. Amin El Hassan, that jackass from Metal Arc Media. <laughs> I'm on I'm on the radio with him the next day when he did that night. He needed 16. What he like? He hit. I don't know. He hit a few, but that was it. And he needed 10 going into the fourth quarter. And Amin's talking to me on the radio like, like, yeah, man, I was expecting him to do it. I was like, no, like, no. What are you talking? He's like, you don't think he could hit 16 threes in a game? I was like, no, I never once considered that to be a possibility. You know why? Because no one's done it. So I'm not going to consider that to be a possibility until 
like someone does it. And yeah, maybe he would be the person to do it, but I never expected that to be a possibility. Thank you for fighting the good fight on that instead of going to this jackass oh. like assumption that he was going to do it in that fashion. Listen, the my mentions were on fire. And when I actually say when a play, when I'm just being realistic, it always comes right. off as hate. It always comes off as hating, right? And Steph actually took 17 threes that game, right? And that was the craziest thing about it for him to go, I think, six for 17. And everybody's like, before that, right? And it's like, oh, for somebody who made 14, you don't think he can make 16? And I'm like, look, I get it. I'm not denying that he's ever going to break this. But to disrespect the professional team and say that they don't have pride or to actually make an effort (laughs) to stop a guy from making 16 threes in one game, they don't need to be playing professional basketball. No, you're just playing basketball. (laughs) But but I feel like that's that's a perfect way to describe how Steph has warped things, right? Sure. Is Is that people actually think 16 threes in a game could be possible. Yes. Like Steph has changed so much about basketball. He and and now that he's on the cusp of history, it's like I've been reflecting on kind of his whole career and like thinking back, it's like they almost traded him for like Andrew Bogut, right? <laughs> like Andrew Bogut. And then there was a time when when he was like, Is he gonna be a what if? And Dude, and he had all the a, ankle injuries. There was a time when I thought it was ridiculous to think he'd be better than Tyreek Evans. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, this was this was actually a this yeah, was actually right. a that time. Was a big, yeah. and, this and was actually so it's, a time. It's crazy how far he's come from all of that to maybe being the one guy who's changed basketball more than any other in history. And obviously there are there are like guys who have more accomplished careers, things like that. But he he made possible this whole three-point craze because he took what was normal and just stretched it so far beyond that. And I think I think Steve Nash said it when when he was working with Curry um when he was on the the Warrior staff whatever he was doing and he kind of said like I wish that I had known this was possible when I was a player <laughs> because because Steve Nash could have done some of this stuff but it was like he had he had a more traditional game he didn't shoot that many threes even though he was a great great three point shooter that's on him and it it well, took Steph it took Steph to really just warp the game and yeah. and show that you can take 10 11 threes in a game well, and that, the thing the, was it wasn't even like more so the warping of it. I mean, well, more so on, on um, Nash's part, the game just was not in that period. It was still long twos. You know, even the the six the six three-pointers in first half by Michael Jordan is a big deal if you actually, you know, how you do the comparison in gears. And if that was taking the shot, if, if Michael Jordan was to do that in 2021, it would be probably like 12 threes. You know what I'm saying? Because... Shooting a three-pointer at that time, you had knockdown guys, Mark Price, Dale Ellis, Craig. You know what I mean? Like, you can go down the line of of high-percentage shooting guys, Craig Hodges. Those dudes still weren't taking over, like, they weren't taking over, like, five threes. Like, Kobe held the... Kobe held the the record at 12 for the longest, and that was just because he was gunning. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is what he does, and he comes into a game. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for Steph to even, like... I think in the past two seasons is the first time I've really seen Steph like really look for shooting 10 threes, Dennis Scott. you know, in a game. Cause he doesn't even look for stuff like that. So um, as the game transitions and, and this kind of can segue into Ray Allen's comments about how there's a greatest and there's a best, Mahmoud you know what I mean? <laughs> I love this like sound off with these players. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like those are the things of like, Yes, you can compare those games and say, well, Steph was able to complete it differently, you know what I mean, uh, quicker. But then when we get guys like Trey Young towards the end of his career, those numbers are going to be manipulated as well because the game of basketball, Ray Allen didn't become like this three-point guy until he got to like Seattle. Like, you know what I mean? Where he was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go to the rack anymore. George I can Brown. actually just shoot the threes and do all that stuff. So, um, Respect to Steph, still amazing to what he did and and what he's going to shatter. I don't think that number one record is going to be touched for maybe 10 years from now. Yo, he legit might end up with like 4,500 three-pointers made. And I'm fine with that. Listen, shatter it, (laughs) it, man. Um, 
but I, oh, I he's definitely gonna shatter it. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't want to take away from the excellent defense of the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, they I had it. they had Andre Drummond helping hard and then busting his ass to get over to the next play. That's the to, best defense I've ever seen Andre Drummond play. Facts. And, yeah, and he blo- and he blocks a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he could he can he can get down and, and pick point guards and things of that nature and make some bonehead plays. But <laughs> he looked absolutely elite for that one single game. They were clicking oh. and, and hat nods to uh I mean like hats off to um Matisse Tybel. You gotta give him more than a hats off. He was all over the place. He was blocking Steph on the post splits and things like that. He was getting around screens, flying around. He was unbelievable the defense he played but the one thing I think you know Zach you were saying Steph's in a little bit of a slump I think he's pressing too much like he's trying to get this record done that, over and done that with night he w- the night where people were <laughs> arguing with Trey that he could hit 16 threes or whatever it looked like he was gunning for 16 threes that night to be fair like he was he was yeah, firing for sure for sure and I think, I think he took 17 like- in that game I I bet it would have been he, he he would be even closer than eight right now if he just took his normal normal rhythm and normal flow of these things. The way he was gunning in these past couple of games, I'm like, yo, he's just trying to get it over. Like he's, he can see the finish line. Yeah. I can, and he's, I, and, I think Philly, he was really just playing his normal game. They just defended him like real, you know what I mean? Like I think after that, after that Portland game, I think he was just like, all right, I'll get it when I get it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's not only, it's not, it's not affecting the team. Cause I mean, they're, they're in, they're in a sweet spot in the West right now. So I don't think it's like panic mode, but it looks like the Warriors of old where people are complaining like, oh, they took a loss. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, like let's dance on know, the grave for a night, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, this team is still good. And that's just a good sign for Warriors fans that the Warriors are back. Is there somebody alive who you guys think could break Steph's record? Trey Young. I don't, I don't think. I'm only I'm only saying Trey Young because he started off this way from the jump of his career. No, you made a great point about the attempts, the number of attempts that he's getting to take early on. You make a great point with that. I just don't think there's anybody that's going to break that for a long time. Even Trey Young. Like, I just don't know if he's going to knock down enough of them. He's going to get a lot of them up. I don't but, know. I but mean, this is, again, Lord willing, he's able to play as long as he wants. Um, and play like into 15 years. But the only reason why I'm saying this, Mo, is because he is from the school of Steph Curry, and then he's been taking six to ten threes from game nah, one. Yeah, from, yeah. I think I, the one thing that would hurt him in the pursuit of this, uh, well, no, there are two things. One, he's not Steph Curry. Two, like he's still going to be playing at the same time Steph is still going through this, right? Like there may yes. not be a season in the next six years where he actually gains ground on Steph, right. you know, say like when that, and that golf even becomes more because well, Steph when is Steph missed playing. those two, when Steph missed those seasons, that's the only reason why. Not, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. I want Steph to remain healthy and yep. I want him to play more than 30 minutes a game if possible, if he wants to, but I'm just saying how basketball life works for sure. Absolutely. You know and, what I mean? Cause yeah. we can guarantee and say that he's going to put the ultimate notch at 45 K and basketball guys might be like, hold on now. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You know, what, what's funny is, is, and this is an unfair comparison, but I just looked it up. So I think it's, I think it's funny to mention is 
Trey Young's best season is 205 three-pointers made. It happened in his second season. And then granted, we had some, you know, pandemic stuff kind of get in the way over the last <laughs> few years. Um, and so and so that's obviously affected it. But his greatest season is 205 made three-pointers. That would be the ninth best season in Steph Curry's career. Jeez, that's such a wild. I know, that's, that's crazy, insane. right? That's so wild. That would be I, I ninth. Think, okay, let me shut up then. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, no, Steph. I, no, 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 <laughs> Sorry, Steph. I was Trey, talking out my ass. But Trey would be the guy to... That you would expect yeah, to be no, the, the best player yeah. just because he does anyone, get so many shots is, up. Yeah, it is the volume. Yeah. He might get the percentage but, up at a certain point, not to what Steph does, but the we volume need Scully and, We but, need Scully and Motor on this because yeah. that dude's an alien. <laughs> He's an alien at this point. It's just no way that Yo, this dude is able Steph, to do and, all and this and stuff. That's right. what's so crazy about it is he he does it all with the hyper-efficiency like he shoots thirty foot step backs with the best defenders in the world guarding him. He he's running around screens a hundred miles an hour all game. Must be in, in better shape than just about anybody in the NBA. He is deep in fourth quarters, deep in playoffs, like still getting off crazy shots yeah. that nobody else would even have the green light to shoot. Never mind make, and he shoots like forty five percent from three on that diet of shot. And that's what's crazy about it is not just the number of makes, but that this guy who takes a crazier diet of three than anybody in NBA history is above 48, 40% year after year. It's just insane. You look at Trey Young, he has a similar diet of threes. He's at 34.8% career. And he's a very good shooter. He's a damn good shooter. Yeah. But it's just so hard as a guy that size to shoot you know, that funny. many shots and do it at a decent clip. And Steph has done it at far better than a decent clip. You He's know? so far beyond like whoever the second best three-point shooter is in NBA history. Clay Thompson. It's just a joke. Clay Thompson's second one, best shooter. One, one, Wait, one real, other wait, thing. Mo, real quick. I just, I got another, I got two more stats here, right? Okay. So, so <laughs> Steph is, Steph is going to do this in, in, you know, with more than 500 fewer games than Ray Allen finished with right which is which is insane so that's but but here's what's that seven here's the seasons here's the thing here's the thing think about how great Rihanna, or ray allen was right i was gonna say rihanna rihanna's also great but think how great ray allen was at shooting ray allen career 40 percent three-point shooter steph's 43.2 he's 3.2 percentage points better than ray allen for that career second crazy stat i just looked up this season if we let's throw out the season where he played five games a couple years ago. Okay. This season right now, lowest, lowest three point percentage of his career. First season, this one, this current one where he's on fire and killing everybody. <laughs> he's going to be MVP. Yeah, that's yeah. that's measly 40.4%. It's the worst of his career. That's insane. Yeah. Bust. Um, no, <laughs> he's losing it, guys. He's on the decline. Kept Monte. <laughs> retire, retire. I want him to be oh, one three short the and then retire. They've kept Monte instead of instead of giving uh, you know and, and giving Steph Curry to the Bucks. Oh my God, they probably would have won nine rings. You know, but would have that was, never that was the conversation. Like that, those were legitimate. Dude, they almost they, like it almost happened. Almost, it was it was. It was Milwaukee's choice, right? Wasn't it either Curry I think, or I think Ellis? That's the reporting. I think Ethan Ethan Strauss reported that either in his book or on some and somewhere. But I think that was the reporting. If I'm crediting the wrong person, I'm sorry. But yeah, like I believe it was the Bucks' choice. The, so the one thing I wanted to say about Trey trying to keep up with with Steph, he also has the responsibility of being the primary playmaker for Atlanta. Whereas Steph at least has Draymond who can be the playmaker on possessions and things like that. Like there's a little bit of a uh, role discrepancy that will also make it harder for Trey, I think, to finally get to that. Yeah. To that notch. No, but, but I, I think but that's I think the, the big thing for Curry. Yeah, I think the conversation isn't like, will he do it? It's just like if anyone was going to do it. I yeah, think, yeah, I think no, Trey's right sure, that Trey sure. Young would be the, at least out of anyone we have now, he would be the guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that, that, and that's, that's part nuts. of what makes Steph's arc crazy is like, I feel like most of the other all-time greats are just preordained. Like LeBron guys knew when he was 13, 14 years old. Kevin Durant, like you knew when he walked in the NBA, he was going to be an all-time great. Anthony Davis, same thing. Like guys knew at such an early age, Anthony Davis is so much better than, so much more physically gifted. Steph, like five years into his NBA career, people still didn't know. Nobody had any idea. And it's, it's just, his arc is wild to get that much better later in his career. And I, I, I probably sound like 
like I'm just harping on that, but just reflecting on this record yeah. has got me to think like back to his his whole career and really the shape of it. And it's unlike anything we've ever seen. Dude, he signed a four year, forty four million dollar extension, and people were like, "I don't know if that's a good idea because of the right. because of the ankle injuries." <laughs> That was off his rookie deal. He signed four years, like forty-four million. People were like, ah, might be an overpay. I I think I once wrote a story about how the Celtics should not trade Rajon Rondo for Stephen Curry. <laughs> oh, we got to find that story. I want to see that I think, story. I, I, I think man, I did. I said, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I I feel like I did. I had a tweet out there that got kicked around a bunch when they when they first won a title. Uh, a tweet from like it must have been 2010. It was the rookie season with Tyreek Evans. Where I was like, it's like. It was something about how like Bob Fitzgerald embarrassed himself on the radio saying he would take Steph over Tyreek. <laughs> like <laughs> the takes back then, they were sort of valid, but he just made them look stupid. He just made them look so, so stupid. damn stupid. Um, all right. Speaking of sounding stupid, Miles Turner talked to Jared Weiss of The Athletic and Miles Turner came out saying that he feels like he's nothing more than a glorified role player and that uh, it's time to move on. He was really like, waxing poetically about the night he dropped 40 on the wizards in an over i think an overtime loss and basically like just wants more shots and and more opportunities and doesn't feel like indiana takes him seriously in that respect and so to be fair to miles turner he is currently sixth on the team in field goal attempts per game sixth right malcolm brogdon one karis levert two chris duarte three Demontis Sabonis four, Justin Holiday five, and then Miles Turner at eight. They got to get more shots at Justin Holiday. Agreed. I love Justin Holiday, but he <laughs> should he should not be taking more shots per game than, than Miles Turner. But the interesting thing here is that Miles Turner is very good, right, offensively in terms of making shots. Like he's a good three point shooter. Um, he's a good mid mid range shooter. He finishes at the rim. Uh, like there there are reasons to to feel like he would be a good option to get some more shots. But with that team and that, you know, just real like saturation of mediocrity over the years for various reasons, injuries, bad coaching, whatever. But like, there's just been a lot of like, this is okay. It's good enough for now, but you don't really look at that core and think they're going to be something. There've been questions about, you know, can they keep Sabonis and Turner together you know, for years now, can you play them together? Does it make sense to have both of them? And it hasn't worked out for a variety of reasons. And this, I don't know if it hurts his trade value um, by coming out and saying that. I don't know if a team would look at him and be like, oh, I don't know if we want him now because is he coming in here expecting to get more shots? I'm sure if they were winning, it would be an easier pill to swallow for him, but they're not. And so I just wonder... I wonder if Turner is setting himself up for failure down the road or can he, you know, Mo, can he actually validate this? I don't know if he can necessarily validate it, but I'll say one thing. It won't hurt his trade value because they've been trying to trade him forever and have not been able to trade him. So I don't know what his trade value is. That's (laughs) that's an excellent point. Yes, It's, 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 you know, the, the, Celtics had an opportunity to do a sign and trade and get Miles Turner. They weren't interested. It's just, it feels like he's on the block every year for the past three years. So the trade value is one thing, but I think he's a hell of a player. I don't understand why nobody's trading for him. Like this is a guy that can come out, protect the rim and shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Like how many big guys do we at shoot at a high percentage? How I many know big why guys they're not calling really for him. That health bill is finally clean. He was he was hurt for a while, you know what I mean, in and out, missing large amount of games, and I think that it doesn't like like Mo said, it doesn't hurt his trade value, but I think that he'll be a little bit more humble if he ended up on a better squad, you know what I mean? Like his expectations, I don't think he needs to be a number one guy, but right. if he's playing on a better team, I think that you don't get these type of you know, expressions, you don't get these type of things. And he's more valued. I don't think that he's really valued in Indiana, how he has been. He's been effective for a while. We're, no, we're, we're very aware of what he's able to do, but he's never been a one or two guy. He's definitely a strong three on a good basketball team. This is, this is the, the plight of the modern day big man. He is a glorified role player. He's mad about being treated like a glorified role player. Well, that is what you are, Miles Turner. Like, 
you're a, a fine three-point shooter, although he's probably not as good a three-point shooter as, as most people think. He's close to 40 this this year, but the last two years, he was like 33, 34. Um, he's not the, the type of guy who's going to like play make and really get, get a ton of guys involved. He's like, he's not what he thinks he is or not what he wants to be treated as. And I do think it'd be different in a, a, a different situation. If they were winning, he wouldn't be complaining about this stuff. But like, you're a role player. <laughs> That's it. You're not going to be more than that unless unless you are Joel Embiid or somebody of that stature. Nobody's going to run offense through you in the post. This is the modern day NBA. Like, if you're a center, you're going to set screens. You're going to roll. You're going to do all the dirty stuff. You're not always going to get rewarded for it. And and that's that's how centers have to buy in right now. And I think he's bought into that. Like, he's played like he's bought into it, at least. His efficiency is through the roof this year, by far the best he's ever had. Um, but, like, I don't think Miles Turner should be the feature guy for anybody out there. Right. Like I mean, I don't, know, I, I don't know if he's asking for that, but I think he's definitely asking for, like, free him yeah, out I of be, Indiana. Can, can, I be, right. can I be third in shot attempts per game, right? Like, can I be... He's behind in, Justin Holiday, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that tough. And a rookie guard got enough. to come in and just start chucking, right? And so he's like, right. all right, man, like, you know, this kid's good, but come on. <laughs> so like, And so I think, but that's the hard thing, right? And you mentioned this, is the fact that he's a big man. Like, you do, like, set good screens, roll hard to the basket, like, you know, become a threat vertically, which we know he is. Like, dude's tall and athletic. Like, he, we know he can, he can, you know, dunk just about anything around the basket. And when you start setting that up, and because he can't shoot the three ball, um, you know, Jay is only, you know, really focusing on the COVID years, but non-COVID years, he's actually a pretty good shooter. Uh, what is he, 30? I think he's 35.7 career. So he's like, okay. Yeah, I think that's like, fine. I think that's fine for a Miles Turner. Yeah, like I he's, think, he's I, think, a, I think I think that's damn good for a Miles Turner. After two, not, but it's not like he's super knockdown. It's not like you're gonna run like pick and pop for but, him. But, all Jay, but, but but if DeAndre Ayton is getting a trail three, come on, man. But no, Jay. But you're also ignoring the 38.8 percent for the year before. Like you're not fully. It was a weird year with COVID and everything that went on and last season. And he kicked up his attempts, right? So it's not like we always just assume, okay, if you get more attempts, you're just going to make them at the same clip. Sometimes it's an adjustment to getting more of those opportunities. I completely you know, agree. From, Jay's wrong. I mean, well, no, he's always he's, wrong. He's Here's no Jaron Jackson I'm Jr. Just, I'm, right. I'm not trying to disparage him as a player. He, he's good. He's good. He's, he's clearly a great shot blocker, clearly a plus defender, clearly – a pretty good shooter, especially for a big man. But I'm just saying, he's not the star he's claiming I don't he think wants to be. I don't but think he anybody's is. looking he at is. him. He's mad. He's treated as a glorified role player. Like, bro, that's who you are. But I, I do think it, it makes it a lot tougher for a big man, especially when you have to play with another big man. Like, it just takes away opportunities. Sure, yeah. It takes away space. And they also, like, they don't have a natural playmaker, right? Like, Brockton's a pretty solid playmaker. Sabonis for a big man is a pretty solid playmaker, but they don't have that guy who's definitely looking to get everyone involved and everyone shots. And, you know, like they don't have that dude to just straight up, like set people up and set the offense up. And I, and again, like there might not even be that many dudes left in the NBA who do that. Right. Like, like that may be, you know, kind of a a role of the past, but he needs that because he isn't a guy that you're just going to say, all right, man, you get to be LaMarcus Aldridge this quarter. Go for it, right? Like he is going to need to be a huge threat at the basket and a huge threat behind the three point line on pick and pops, and then, and then what would really help him is kind of short rolling those, you know, those those pick and roll opportunities, stopping in the middle of the floor, being able to knock down a fourteen footer, like as he's getting to the lane, right? If they're going to pack the you know pack the paint to be at the rim, and then at that point you force the defense to make a bad decision all the time. And he could, and if he turns into that regularly, then yeah, like he probably deserves a few more shots per game. And he'll get a few more points per game, and he'll be very happy. But that might not be the team to do it on. And and it's it's also interesting that these comments came out when the Pacers started winning again this week too, right? Like Pacers right. are now back in the like they. I feel like they lose three, they win three. They lose three, they win three. Somehow they're twelve and sixteen. We, even though I feel like they're a five hundred team every single yeah. night. They also have like a, I think they have a positive 
point differential. They, they've had some pretty bad luck in close games this year. Yeah. Oh, they're dude. They're miserable in close games. They are. Yeah. They are the worst. Other than like the Pelicans, they're they're one of the worst teams in close games because it just it just is. You're right. It, I think it is bad. Some of it's execution, but some of it's just bad luck. It's got to be depressing when you look at the, the the stats and you're like, oh, it's us and the Pelicans at the bottom. We're screwed. It can't be. It's never a good. Feeling. <laughs> yeah, never a good feeling. Yeah, never a good feeling. Um, where's a where's a team you would like to see Miles Turner trade to? Forget like the whole like what the trade looks like or anything. Like who's a who's a team where you think that's a good fit and I'd like to see what he could do there. The Warriors would be interesting. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's. I think that's the, that's the no brainer. Right? I mean. Non Warriors no. edition. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. I I think he'd be really interesting in Charlotte. They need a big guy. Oh, I think he I can like help that. out defensively. You're not yeah. a Plumley guy. I like. <laughs> there are Plumley guys besides the Plumley family. It's called the King family. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think he's a I think he's a great fit for that team. Helps defensively, protecting the rim. I think being able to play pick and pop with Lamelo, allowing Lamelo opportunities to drive spread the floor and things like that. I think that's a good spot for him. I like that idea. I like that. I like that a lot. Get Miles mm. Turner to Portland. Oh, God, I love that oh. idea. I think Expi- Cleveland, expire, Cleveland play him at the two. Nah, expiring Nurk. Buy Nurk. You know, and just kind of build on that way. You know, and try to get some pieces there. I do like, worry. I do worry when they're healthy, is he going to get the shots he wants? Right. Who, like who, Portland? Yeah, like Dame and CJ are already going to eat up a lot well, of shots. Well, Norm I mean, Powell's one, of, one of those of one of those guards got to go. Yeah, so I guess so. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, see I it. So. Right. Yeah. You know, it'll be a one-two tandem with you know Lillard or you know. Just create Lillard a massive Turner. trade that gets two five and Miles Turner to Portland, pair with Dame, and get everybody else out of there, and let's just see what that looks like. That's what I want to see. It still wouldn't be That's, good enough, but it'd be more fun. It'd be more fun. It'd be more <laughs> interesting, <laughs> right? We know what this story looks like. We've read this story plenty of times. We know what this several one years now. Yeah. We know what that's no, going to look like. I like, I, like Turner, idea. I like Turner in Portland. That's a good one. I like that. That works. Yeah. Um. I, what about? I'd like to see him was, in Toronto. Honestly, I think that would be a fun team. Yeah, because they they need a big man. They need a big man. Actually, they need they need a guy who can you know knock down some shots. Like I think that would be fun. I actually think Sabonis would be fun for Toronto. Sabonis would be fun guys, in a lot of places. They got enough defense and things like that. They do need some score and punch in the post a little bit and things like that. I think Sabonis would be fun in Toronto. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I just I think if you're the Pacers, I have just two blow good ideas, guys. I'll see y'all later. I'm done. Two good ideas. I'm out. What about the Wizards? <laughs> no, I like Gafford. I, I think they're, they're yeah. I don't. They're in a I don't want. The, I don't want them to change nothing they got going over there. Yeah, I like what yeah, they got going. They're Bradley fifteen just and shots. twelve. They're four and six in the last ten. Like this isn't a situation <laughs> where they should just be content and satisfied. No, but they're also still not fully healthy, and Bradley Beal has not made shots this year. Like if Beal was making shots, it'd be way better than fifteen and twelve. They've all, they've also been a team. They're kind of the the opposite of Indiana in that in that way. They've been a team that is unbelievable in close games, right? And and some of that some of that is just like execution, doing the right things, but some of that is luck as well. And you got to wonder if that's gonna if that's gonna regress at some point. What about the Clippers upgrade over Zubats? Yeah, I mean, I I would like that. I think that's interesting. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. There are a lot of there are a lot of different oh. places Turner could fit. He could fit basically anywhere. Honestly, you know what I'd rather see? This is my answer. Uh oh, oh boy. Ship him, ship him to Chicago. Get rid of Vooch. I'd rather see him on that team than Vooch. Ooh. If that Trey, could this work, is your squad Trey. This is your squad. How, how do you feel about that? Vooch I'm cool. Out I'm there. off that. No, <laughs> no, I'm off that. I'm off that. <laughs> they good, man. They just got to keep COVID out of Chicago. Maybe he could swat it away. He's good. He's a good rim nah, protector. Man. I'm straight. They just need a backup big, man. Go get, go get one of these backup bigs and a shooter. Come on, Chicago. Put them in Denver just because they need players. Healthy ones. Healthy players. Yeah, they just need healthy players. Just, just, they just, just need someone. It's, 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 they got to get. No offense to Will Barton, but they got to get Jokic some help other than Will Barton. He can't be Miles the only one. If he's mad about being a glorified role player next to <laughs> no, man, the Montez Sabonis, what would he think? Put him next to Sabonis. Yeah, put him next to Sabonis. 
Nikola will get him so many shots, so many easy looks. He'll be shocked. He'll be a big man who passes. What? Oh, that's. that's <laughs> I'm telling you, they got to make him the shooting guard in Cleveland. <laughs> Just what you want to see a, a lot of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Larry Markinen, and then. Just yep. uh, Miles Turner at the two. And, yep. Let let Ricky Rubio or Darius Garland just, you know. No, Kevin Love's got to play the one. Come on, Zach. <laughs> we trying to win or are we trying to make a cool summer league lineup? What are we doing here? A cool summer cool league lineup. Cleveland's Screw good. it. Let's have By fun. By the way, get on board now. Cleveland's good. If you guys yes. are still waiting for them to fall, Cleveland is fucking good. That yeah, team is legit. awesome. I still don't really know how they are legit. JB Biggerstaff can coach. The Evan lack Mobley's of offense great. there is is stunning, though. They have the second best they point play, differential they, in the Eastern Conference. They defend Conference. really well, I never too. Would have expected yeah, that. they defend their asses off, and and they just stay with it. You know, like Garland doesn't good. matter if they're down, if they're up, if right. they're on the second end of a back to back. They just kind of plug away and, and do what they do. I think there's, there's coaching, man. I think JB Bickerstaff's a really good coach. Yeah, no, I mean, no he's definitely coaching yeah. his ass off this year. Yeah. Yeah, man, Cleveland's good. Get on board. You guys want to get on get on board. You you got now. You got until the end of this week. After that, no more bandwagon. I'm putting the call out there. Oh, you're putting a deadline. I'm putting on the, a the deadline Cleveland on bandwagon. it. Cob Friday. You're not on the Cleveland bandwagon. Don't ever try to get a ticket. Not just this year again and ever. And they've again. had some bad luck too. Like yeah, they've had horrible. I mean, Colin Sexton lost him for the year. They're still chugging along. Yeah, they've lost Mobley. They've lost Allen. They, they've lost some of their best players yeah. to injury. Or- Marketing missed a bunch of games. Like they, yeah, they. I mean, there was like Dean Wade has started eleven games for them. Yo, don't disrespect Dean Wade. There, there it is. All right, that's gonna do it for this. That's a glorified edition. role player, right this there. Basketball's edition. You're, him and Miles Turner are right on the same level. It's just the same <laughs> dude right there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out all the other pods, the team-specific ones, like Anything is Potable. Make sure you check out No Dunks. Make sure you check out Michelle Beadle's podcast, What Did I Miss? And make sure you are subscribed to the Athletic for the best coverage of sports on the internet. For Jay King, for Modak Hill, for Javon Edwards, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on the Athletic. Athletic.